Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. Your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boule. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boule, as always, coming down to the very end of our player review slash preview series. Today, we're going to be moving on to the goalies because... One's been here and was here last year. The other we just acquired for the first time. So we might figure we might as well just lump them both together into one. And we're going to start with the guy who was here last year. We'll talk about Georgiev in a little bit. But we're going to start with Pavel Francouz, who has been a was a very interesting story last yeah. season, all the way from start to finish, because we didn't talk about the preseason for anybody else on this list. For Frankie, it took up about half of his season. Yeah. Um before we go too deep and I just want to say like Pavel Francouz, like one of the more beloved members of the Colorado avalanche, I'd say from the fan base. I mean, he is beloved by people. Um, so this is going to be a tough one because I do, I just think he's a really personable guy <laughs> and um, he actually is a pretty decent goaltender in the NHL. So um, it's going to be interesting because like you said, his, his preseason last year was, probably the only thing we were focused on and was it his first game against the wild that he tweaked his ankle no it was vegas i remember very it was vegas it was very specifically i remember it was vegas he tweaked his ankle against someone landed on i was watching the game on my phone at an ice rink but so i don't remember it all you'll have to forgive my hazy details because <laughs> there is no footage of this out there it is a preseason game i don't even know if it made it to television or not but he ended up hurting his ankle in that preseason game. I th- was this one of our first conversations on the show? I think so. I think it was because I think either it was the the next episode or the one after that was when I had you on for the first time. And I think that might have been the first thing we talked about. Yeah, because before that, he had missed the previous season because of hip surgery. So he was out for a full year. And I think we can both agree that if he was healthy in that 2020, 2021 season and could have given Gruby a little bit of a break, maybe the abs would have gone farther because Gruby was overworked 
to say the least when we got to those playoffs in 2021. Yes. The, the Hunter Miska saga with yes. the avalanche was not very successful that year. And I just went back and looked at the episodes. That is the first conversation we ever had. Together. That's crazy. What, Full circle Powell moment Fran- here was the Pavel Francouz conversation about what the hell are we going to do now? Yeah. This could not have possibly gone worse. Yeah. I, I remember like I was freaking the fuck out. Yeah. That. It was like, well, because I, at I that time too, this. Darcy Kemper had his own health concerns where he hadn't played a full season in a while. Yeah, so, like we, we were talking about like we could be getting to a point in this season where we are playing Jonas Johansson and Hunter Miska as our tandem. Yep. And luckily and it never we, got that bad. We, it never got that bad. It almost got there, but it was never that bad. It turned out to be used as Ananin instead. Yeah. But for Who has tons games, of potential, but... Yeah, those were good times, man. Um, but Frankie tweaks his ankle. We thought it was his hip again. I remember we talked about it. We thought it was his hip again because the way he went out, he was just laboring. Um, and it was a scary moment. And then we just found out he sprained his ankle. Um, he missed probably, what, the first two months of the season? He, he came back the final game of December. Yeah. So pretty much the first two months of the season, like two and a half months, really. Um, and his first game back was the COVID game against Nashville. Yes, and yes. he actually looked okay. He, and he also, also the thing about that game was he didn't know he was starting that game yeah. 20 minutes prior. He was yep. not supposed to start that game. It was just, okay, Frankie, you're back. First game since the bubble against Dallas in the second round before you fucked up your hip beyond repair. Uh, welcome back. Also, now you have three weeks off again. Yeah. So, and he came back. He wasn't bad in that game. I mean, no he one was, in the abs really was particularly great that game. But he, for his first game in almost a year and a half, I thought he did acceptable. Yeah, uh, I mean, you can't really ask much for a guy in that situation. Uh, first NHL game in a year and a half, 20 minutes notice. Also, half of your defense is missing. Yeah. So you're going to just have to do the best with what we have. He was, what, uh, 882? Yeah. You know. And then the next game he played was when Kemper got pulled against the Leafs at home, and he saves that game, posts a 9.47. Does not play a normal game until the the Kraken on January 10th. Yeah, and when Frankie is healthy, he's proven to be one of the best backups in the league. Yeah. Like, I I don't think that's really in question. Um, You look at his stats throughout his career. We were talking before the show started. He's only played in 57 games. Yeah, that's weird. Like, that's crazy. He's played two games, 34 games, skip a year, and then 21 games. This guy is 32 years old and does not even have, even when he put the playoffs in there, I think that's 13 games, which brings us out to a grand total of 80. So we're almost to a full regular season when it comes to Pavel Francouz's NHL experience. Almost there. Um, but in those games, he's been good. I mean, you look, you look at, he's a career 921 save percentage, a goals against average of 2.46. He is one of the more serviceable backups in the NHL. Absolutely. There's never really been many questions about Pavel Francouz's performance. He plays exactly what his role is as a backup goalie. And for Kemper last year, you could tell the weight was lifted off of Kemper's shoulders once Frankie was able to come back because that's when Kemper also started to take off and also knew he didn't have to shoulder the load every single night, right. lest you throw the 20 year old in net. Yeah. So he, he, he's good. 
He, he's really good, but it is totally unrealistic to think that this guy is going to be our starter for this year. No. Totally unrealistic. No, I mean, he's he's simply not. That's never been what his role is, and he's 32. Odds are he, he might not even be an NHL goalie by the time this current contract he's on expires because goaltending is ridiculous. Also, Frankie could be a starting goalie this season because goaltending is ridiculous. And also, he played 13 games in the – or I'm sorry, seven games in the playoffs this season. He played 13 in his career, but he played seven games in the playoffs this season and was able to, to hold down the fort in what was one of the more impressive performances of anybody in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's where I feel confident with our goaltending going into the year because you know you have that old, reliable Pavel Francouz you can trot out there, and he's going to give you just as good of an opportunity to win a game as anyone in the league. Yeah, I mean, he went up against the Edmonton Oilers with their vaunted offense and Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and Evander Kane and yada, yada, yada. He played all four games. I mean, Kemper did not last very long in game one. Yep. And Frankie swept the series. He won all four games. Granted, he didn't have a great game four, but he posted a shutout in that series, and he did enough for the team to win. Yeah, and I mean, the biggest thing going into this year with the goalies, is we have to remember, the Avs' defense is so fucking good, they're going to make any goaltender look good. They won a Stanley Cup with less than average goaltending. With, you would say you you would say a, a me, like below mediocrity goaltending. Yeah, with like certain points, like this is an active detriment where yeah. like Darcy Kemper has one eye and is letting in shots like on the ice from the point. You think if we had like at least average goaltending, there's a possibility that team goes 15 and one or 16 and one. Yeah. Like I, I think we lose game two against St. Louis and game three against Tampa. And that's like, it. that's a real possibility. Cause you look at the oh, games we lost, the games we lost are entirely goaltending outside yeah. of those two game five against St. Louis. Kemper couldn't stop anything. And game five, he let in two. Yeah. Soft. Goals. Yeah. yeah. We, we win that game. And we lose two games en route to the Stanley Cup. That, Which that's, is that's what crazy. below average goaltending got us. 16 and four instead of yeah. 16 and two. So, I mean, with Pablo Francos, like he was decent in the playoffs. Um, he came in when need be. I really just I like if, if you're looking at the season as a whole, I, I think it was more just we needed to see him get through an entire season without getting hurt. Right. Also to start one. Yeah, need, just start we need, one. We need him to get to game one. Yes. Because it seems like getting through it's not the problem. It's the beginning and the ends that are the problem. Yeah, that's when he gets that's when he gets fucked up. Um but I feel good going in with Frankie as our backup next year. He's not going to be the starter. I'm sure Georgiev will have his growing pains in the beginning of the year, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But knowing you have Frankie as a backup who can let that guy just kind of not get in his head, um, I think is going to be extremely important for this abs team going forward yeah i i'd even go as far to say that frankie is the fringe starter this season and it, at very least for the early portions of the season him and georgiev are going to platoon their duties i'd and agree frankie i think for the first part might get a few more starts but towards the end of it we're going to see georgiev a lot more agreed like i wouldn't be shocked if we're looking at the season and it's like georgiev has 46 starts and uh, Frankie's like 43 or 44. You yeah, know what I, I, mean? I like, think that's exactly what happens. I think Frankie is going to have at least 35 starts at yeah. bare minimum, which is like uh, great math here. Six less than half. 
Yeah. So, and that's not a bad thing. And then you just oh. ride whatever hot hand you have going into the playoffs. Yeah. And if one of them falters in the playoffs, you go to the other one. Yeah. So I, I love Frankie. I think he's a great player, great human. Um, apparently he's the biggest partier off the ice when they won the cup. So that's even funnier. Um, but I'm excited to see what Frankie does this year. And I mean, if we're looking at his season as a whole, like if we're going to give him a grade, I, I would probably go B plus. I'd, I, think yeah. I think it's fair. I'd, I'd give him a B just right in that decent range. Decent. That's what, and that's what you want out of a backup goalie B for backup. Well, and he's not going to cost you a game when he's playing. Like, you know, when there's some like backups that go into the games and you're like, okay, this is an easy win. Like last year with Nashville, it was like David Riddick's out there. Cool. That's an easy win. Right. I, I also, I still stick with my Darcy Kemper theory from last year that that guy just plays better when he faces a ton of shots. Yeah. And there were games where the Avalanche were just like, let's just let Kemper face as many shots as he wants. And then Frankie comes in the next game and he is not like that. And so that's why, especially early on, in his season, when he starts coming back, you see a lot of like the 885s and the occasional like 842 sprinkled in there because it's just such a stark like contrast and goalie oh, yeah. mindset. Because Frankie plays better when you play better in front of him. I still think Darcy is just crazy where he just wants to be working all game long. Oh, he's going to be great on the Capitals. Oh, he's going to be fit. John Carlson is going to be his best friend because yeah. that man bleeds chances like nobody yeah. else. So I agree. I, I do think it's a mindset that's going to be good for the abs with they're going to go back to their defensive structure that they had in 2020, 2021 with Gruby, where I think like there was times where Gruby was facing like 12 shots a game. But, like, like there, there were game. some games where it was 42 to 12. In yeah. Shots, and we lost a couple, but yeah, we did. And that style suits. May, one of them was because of Kemper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, I just mean the like the regular season last year, like one of those like Coyotes games, we outshot them like forty-five to twelve. We lost like oh two. I think that was a game Frankie played. Well, I, you know, we're you're asking me yeah. to keep in mind. I'm we're, saying I think that was Kemper in the shortened season. Gotcha. On, okay. Yeah. On the Coyotes. Yeah, we're all we're all fucked up here. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I think that style suits Frankie more. Uh, twenty-five shots a game is where he's kind of at. Um, and I, I think he'll be solid in that role. So he, he stops the low danger chances, yes. but if you're giving up the high danger ones, you, you're going to reap what you sow. Yeah. You may get one every five. He'll make a save on. Right. Um, I mean, we saw that in what was it game four against Edmonton where it felt like every dangerous chance that the Oilers had went in. Yeah. Like the, the defense in front of Frankie played like shit in that game and they were scoring a shit ton. And then in the games they played really well in game two, they were he was brilliant got yeah. a shot out made every save i think it's i think it's just that simple with frankie play well in front of him he'll give you good goaltending if you play Agreed. like shit, he's gonna play like shit he's yeah. he's not gonna be a savior i think is the generally the point i'm trying to make he he's gonna line up with the performance you put in front of him if you're allowing 50 shots you're gonna lose it's that simple if you're playing well in front of him he's not gonna cost you a game yeah agreed and I, I mean, if we're predicting for next season, I think he's going to be right around his career averages, nine, 12. Um, and he'll win 25 and he'll go 25, five and five, lose five games in overtime. Yeah. It's, it's, it's also very funny looking at his save percentage in two games. His first year, he was a nine forty three. How did we lose those games? But I don't know. 
That's crazy. That's what I need to dig deep into my memory. 9.23 and 9.16 the last year. I think it'll be right around like that 9.10, 9.15 range. Which is right um, around with average goaltending in the yeah. NHL. I think about 35 to 40 starts. I think that's right in line for him. Yep. And the only thing with uh, Pablo Francois, he's got to stay healthy. Because if he's healthy, he's rock solid. It's just when things get a little sketchy with the health that we get a little, a little bit in trouble. But I feel good with him. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. Football fans, the first Sunday of NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of football season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's real simple. Bet on an NFL team to win, and if your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if they go on to lose, you get your money. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. The next goalie is, I think everyone in the NHL was a little shocked when this trade was announced. And that was when the Avs acquired Alexander Georgiev from the Rangers. The reason why it was shocking is because no one was linking the Avs to Georgiev. It was no. also like Georgiev had been in trade rumors for like four years straight. Yeah. It was just like the Rangers are going to trade this guy and it's going to be for a first. It was every deadline, every offseason. And this guy, he wants a fresh start. And so they're they finally going to accommodate him. I think we just got to a point where we just assumed it was never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it finally did. And it happened to be the Avs. And we were all like, wait, so what does that mean for Kemper? Oh, oh he's gone. Okay, so, and it's definitely an interesting, it's also very funny to me that we've done this entire series, and this is the first episode where we are talking about a new player. Yeah. The the last player we are talking about on the That never happens for a Stanley Cup champion. No, that that, that doesn't happen for a team. I've never really heard of, like, you just go in with the, literally the exact same guys minus a few, and one new goalie. It happens occasionally, but... Who knows? What do I you mean, mean, by the time we're done recording these, I'm sure the Avs will sign someone to a PTO, and we'll, we'll be ready for that when we go back to normal. But, yeah, it was a shocking trade when we got Georgiev. Um, his numbers are not good. I mean, like, you don't look at that and think starting goaltender in the NHL. No, you you generally don't. He was the, the backup behind Igor Shesterkin last year. I think we should also put into context – how good Igor Shesterkin is because the Rangers' defense sucks. Yes. They stink. It is a miracle that Igor Shesterkin is anything even resembling a good goalie, let alone the best in the world. And Georgiev did not perform that well behind that defense last season. He played 33 games and was an 898. 15 wins, 10 losses, two overtime losses. Goals against was 
yeah, I mean, the 898 save percentage is really what you look at. So um, I I think you can be cautiously optimistic with Georgiev. Um, it's definitely a risk the Avs are taking. Um, it's, it's, worked in the pa- it's worked in the past. It's worked in the past. With guys like Gruby, guys like Varley, guys like Darcy Kepper. It's worked. But I would say Georgiev is probably the worst of those three that we got. Yeah, I mean... Varley had started in Washington. Grubauer had proven to be more than capable as a goalie, just behind Braden Holtby, who at that point was a Vesna contender. And I mean, Kemper, arguably when we acquired him, was a top five goalie who just couldn't stay healthy. And Correct. the Coyotes were getting rid of everything that wasn't nailed down. Georgiev is definitely, this is the management taking a chance on a guy that they can get on a cheaper contract for a couple of years and hoping that getting him in the system behind this defense, and we've got some damn good goalie coaches here too, and getting him in this system is going to fix a lot of the the issues that he's had. Because it's not like Georgiev just plainly sucks. There's been stuff there with him before. He's been with the Rangers for, like, how many years has it been? It's been Five. five years with them now. And... His stats have gone down a little bit each year as he's played a little more and the Rangers defense has not really improved. I also just don't think he wanted to be there anymore. Agreed. I think there's definitely a mental aspect going on with that as well. So he starts at a 918 in 10 games in 2017. He's an 898 last year. He was a 905 in 2020, 2021 season. And I think what we said at the time of this trade is once the Avs get their hands on him and get him behind Kale McCarr and Devon Taze, you're going to see those numbers start to come up, but it is going to take some time. Yes, it is going to take some time, but I I completely agree with you on the mental aspect of it because he was tabbed as the Lundqvist replacement. Yeah, He, he was tabbed to be the next guy, and then Igor Shosturkin just came out of fucking nowhere, and obviously the Rangers made the right call picking Shosturkin over Georgiev. Um but that's got to be a mental taxing toll of like, hey, you're going to be our guy. You're going to be right. Oh, wait, this guy's way better than you. Um, so I do think that fresh start's going to help. Um, I completely agree with you that he is not going to be perfect when we start. No. No chance in hell. Well, I mean, Darcy Kemper started out okay when we got him. Yeah. Grubauer took a minute to adjust when we got him. Grubauer wasn't even the starter when we got him. It was Varley oh. most of the year. Exactly. Like it it takes especially for goalies more than any other player it can take a minute to adjust to a system and we saw it case in point with Kemper last season so going back to what i was saying about Frankie he i think he's going to get maybe 60% of those starts maybe in like the first 2 months of the season and i expect we're going to be having conversations like did we make a mistake with Georgiev because oh, because every 100%. everything is what's happening in front of our face right now and allowing no room to grow ever so Georgiev is probably going to have some games that are bad and there's going to be a lot of articles about like, did they make, should they have just re-signed Kemper? You know, is Georgiev, is he's the answer for three more years? Was this, is this a mistake from McFarland and Sackick? I fully expect those conversations. Oh, it's going to be a complete 180 because Kemper is going to be doing really good in Washington. Oh, I think oh we should have let him go. Yeah. Like we're, we're going to have the departures episode after this and I can talk more about Kemper there. Kemper early on is going to kill it in Washington because he is going to love the amount of shots he's facing. Yes. And Georgiev 
is going to take a minute to adjust. It's going to be hilarious because all those people that were trashing on Kemper, they're just going to like transfer that to Guillermo. Oh, yeah, because it's never good enough. Yeah. It's never good enough. I'm sure they'd find a way to pull Coles in like Igor Shosturkin or Andre Vasilevsky's game too. Oh, yeah. Well, they lost last year. They didn't win, so they're not good enough. Yeah. So I, I, I'm i not going to set the table super high for Georgiev. I think if he can get back to where he was in 2019, 2020, where we're getting like a 9-10, 9-12 out of him, you've already proven you can win with that. Yeah, and also we're not acquiring Georgiev for him to be Kemper. Agreed. We're acquiring Georgiev because we have the best defense in the league. And in order to keep together a lot of this team, we need to make sacrifices somewhere along the way. And Darcy Kemper just got a lot of money for a lot of term from the Washington Capitals. And this management group does not hand out term to goalies. And no. this was, it's what we were talking about before this trade even happened. If Kemper goes, what are the options? And there weren't a lot that were no. cheap. I mean, can you even name another one like Georgiev that was out there on the market at all? Because all the other goalie options were expensive. Jack Campbell was expensive. Marc-Andre Fleury, really not someone you're relying on at this point in his career. Right. I mean, I'm trying to think, like, I mean, maybe like Peter Morazic. Yeah. But like, that that's where we're at. You know what I mean? Right. So like, you tell me who you want. Yeah. So you get Georgiev on a good contract. And the biggest thing, I remember tweeting this out when we when we first acquired him, we're paying two goalies the price of what Kemper got. Right. For so, more years, because Georgiev got three years at 3.4, and Frankie has two seasons at two. And that is where, and I'm sure by the end of year three, Georgiev will be probably a, a good goalie, and people will be like, oh, we need to re-sign him, and they'll do the same thing again, because that's what this manager group has proven, that they can, they can take goalies who have been considered – backups and make them into adequate goaltenders and playoff goaltenders and we'll be doing this whole same dance again in three years yeah and also three years from now Eustace Andonen might enter this conversation correct I imagine Frankie's either on like a one-year deal or he's moved on you know he's, he's 32 goalies they it, goalies in their 30s they can either be Curtis McElhaney and stick around forever or like retire at 34 you yep. just really never know with them sometimes. Three years, things can look totally different. Like it all, it's all up to Georgiev now. He's got his money that he wanted. He has the role that he's asked for. You could not ask for a better role as oh. a goalie. Alexander okay. Georgiev has the best role of any goalie in the NHL. Barna. Yes. He is behind the Avalanche defense. He is getting the starting minutes. He is the full opportunity to just grab a hold of those starting minutes from Frankie. They're giving him that opportunity first. And he's got his money. He's got everything he wants. He's he's fully in a position to succeed now. The rest is up to him. Correct. And I, I think he is going to succeed. I think there's going to be some speed bumps at the beginning of the year. Without a doubt, there are going to be some moments where we go, Ah, uh, yikes. Like this isn't looking too hot. And then probably around the same time Kemper got hot last year is when Georgiev will get hot when he figures out the system and he realizes, oh, wait, I just have to stop all these low danger opportunities and just the occasional high danger opportunity that's given up. And I'm going to post a 915 and have 35, 40 wins. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. And I think it's just patience is going to have to be the name of the game with this because. Much like Frankie, I don't think Georgiev is going to be a savior who is going to post a 950 when you give up 50 shots 
and win a game two to one. He, I think if you play well in front of him, he's going to play well behind you. Yeah, and it keeps the defense honest too because they there were moments last year where, like I think back to that Edmonton game where Kemper made like 50 saves and stole that game in a shootout for us. Um, I think there's going to be a little bit more accountability from the defense too, but when it comes down to playoff time, we know what this team can do defensively. We know they can stifle pretty much anyone. Um, so I really, really think he's going to be fine. Georgiev and Frankie, whichever one starts in the playoffs will lead this team to wins. Yeah. I mean, I, I have my questions about this tandem, but I generally believe it's going to be fine. I'm, I'm not expecting any of them to be up for the Vesna at the end of the season. I I doubt we're even going to be having those conversations at all. Like we were about Kemper and Grubauer the last two years. I think they're just going to be fine. I think they're going to be league average, best case scenario, above league average goaltending. Wouldn't it be hilarious, though, if one of them is in the Vesna competition? It goes, okay, maybe the Avs system is just yeah, that. Yeah, may, maybe the Avs have a pretty good – I think by default, they are already like disqualified from Vesna conversation because they are behind the Avs defense, and any success they have is going to be completely credited to them. Yeah, and it's, it, it's going to be funny, but – I feel good about this goaltending duo. Like I, I would have loved to have Kemper back. We'll talk about that more in the next episode. Like I, I love Darcy Kemper. I thought people were way too hard on him. Um, the dude almost literally lost an eye and came back like three weeks later. So there were going to be some downward spins, but as long as this duo can stay healthy, I think the abs are going to be in the exact same position they were in last year with their goaltending. I really do. I mean, it's obviously a little bit of a downgrade going from Kemper to Georgiev. That much is obvious but a lot more emphasis is going to be placed on defense this season. And you're, if you have a game like you did against Edmonton, like the one you brought up, it's probably not going to go very well. No. And there will be moments that happens this year. So we just have to be prepared for that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's an 82 game regular season. You know, there's going to be games where the team doesn't look good and the goaltenders are bad and you lose by a lot. It's going to, I'm going to make the prediction. Now the abs are not going to win 55 games again. The Avalanche, like we're going to talk about all of this when it gets yeah. to our season preview and everything. My little preview of the preview episode is that I don't think we're going to fully understand just how good we just saw of yeah. the Avalanche, how good they were, and how we are not just us. No other team is going to see something like that for a long time, yes. how dominant they were last season. And so when we say they're not going to be as good as they were last year, it's not because they're worse. It's because it's impossible. <laughs> they were so fucking good last year. Like if we look back on that and it's like this team just, they barely lost. Like after Devon Taves came back after those first three weeks, they just didn't lose. And, yeah. and like when they lost, it was like, Oh, okay. Well, the law of averages suggests that you yeah. have to lose sometimes. If they didn't rest players at the end of the year, the abs could have realistically won 60 games in the regular season. Yeah. If they, I mean, if they just kept full pedal to metal for the entire 82, they would have gone well past the Panthers for the president's trophy. Yeah. They lost four games in the playoffs. Yeah. That's dumb. That doesn't it, happen. It was an easy path though, bro. <laughs> yeah. For us, we made it easy because the abs were just that good. Yeah. So, I guess this is a cautionary tale for all Avs fans that are listening to this. The Avs are not, their goaltending is not going to be as good as it was last year. You cannot freak out about it. 
And if the team starts again, like five and five to start the regular season, that's totally okay. If Georgiev is looking, because what did Kemper have when he first started? He was in the 800s for the first month of the year. He was just okay. Kemper kind of went down towards late November, but he was just okay to start the season. He wasn't great. And then he figured it out. So I just take a deep breath. This isn't going to be a all world goaltending duo. It's going to be adequate. It's going to be good enough to get this team where it needs to go. And just take a deep breath and just understand it's part of the process for the start of the year. So, so in October, Darcy Kemper was a 904 and in yeah. November he was a 901. Like that's not very good. And then what? December 922, January 928, February 938, March 940. Yeah. He, he got hot and then he, he got figured it out. out. Yeah. He figured it out. So just take a deep breath and let this duo marinate. I think they're going to be fine for the abs. Um, and I that Georgiev trade, the jury's out on it. It's yeah. worked the past three times. You've nailed it the past three times. Can you go four for four? Yeah, I, I think they do. Um, because I do think Georgiev has all the potential. And you put him in this situation with this D group, this forward group, and the Avs are going to score four goals a game. So I think we'll be okay. Um, and just take a deep breath. Because I, I I'm telling that to myself, too. Because I know I'll overreact sometimes and just yeah. realize, like, hey, this is part of the process. Yeah, we're people, and it's gonna. There's gonna be a point where the goaltending is not great, and we're gonna remind ourselves that it is October or November. We just won a Stanley Cup, and the regular season does not matter. Does not matter. As Let me reiterate: regular season does not matter. As long as the Avs are one of the eight teams in the Western Conference, they're going to have a chance to win the cup. That's just, but just how it's gonna be. So. Yeah, I think we've talked enough about goalies, um, unless you got anything else. No, not really. I mean, my expectations are I expect them to be good. I'm not expecting world-class goaltending. I'm not expecting that we just found an Andre Vasilevsky in the rough. I'm also not expecting that we just got Peter Morazic. I expect them to be good and them to perform behind the defense in front of them, which is phenomenal. We know what Frankie is. We know he's consistent. Jury's out on Georgiev. He might respond great behind this defense. It also might take a little while. We've just got to be able to give it some time. And I don't really think until January we can really start to draw conclusions about the guy. Because he also might not be good. We have to be prepared. We have to be prepared for that possibility too. Very possible. We do not know yet. We don't. We know what Frankie's going to be. We might be having this conversation at the deadline. We don't know yet. Georgiev is much more of an unknown quantity than Kemper was when we acquired him, even less so than Grubauer when we acquired him. So we'll see where it all goes. But you know what? We won the cup. Yeah, we have time. It's really hard for me to be stressed right now. Like, I'm going to be real. It's really hard for me to be stressed about anything at this point. We're chilling. We're living the dream. So, yeah, I got nothing else to add. Uh, What did we say? You said B plus for Frankie? B plus. Yeah, I, I give him a B. Decent. Georgiev doesn't get a grade. He wasn't here. So <laughs> NA. Yeah. He yeah. Not available. He was absent. Yeah, he was absent. He was playing on the shitty Rangers. Yeah. So this is his little makeup exam. Yeah. But that's gonna do it for us on this edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you all so very much for tuning in. You've still we still got those Kale McCarr shirts available. 
at denvernosebleeds.com. Running through this batch pretty fast. So if you want to get in on those and get those Kale McCarr shirts, be sure to head over to denvernosebleeds.com. Use promo code TELLITABS. It is for $20 off your first order at SeatGeek. Little more than a month away from the season and the preseason, less than a month away as well. So now would be a good time to get in on that and start getting those tickets while you can. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore belay. And you can follow the show at Tell It As It Is. And we've got one more episode of this series. We've gone through every single Avalanche player that is currently on the team. Next one will be our in-memoriam reel of all of the departures of the Avalanche's roster and I guess preview what we can expect from them with their new teams and review what they did for us this year and how they helped us win. That's tenure. Yeah, it's going to be a might be a painful episode. We'll see where it all goes, but we've gone through all of them, every single abs player. Now we move on to the two guys that are no longer here and that will be the final episode of this series. We're going to let all of them run because we're pre-recording these right now. We're not recording them the day before like we usually do. And then we're going to be getting back to our normal schedule and be releasing episodes on Wednesdays and Sundays. So just a day earlier than what you're used to. Basically the same thing. And we'll talk about all that when we do get back to normal, which will be like a little over a week from by the time you're hearing this. So getting back to it. But that's going to do it for us on this edition. Thank you all so very much for tuning in, and we will catch you all next time. But until then, let's go abs. <laughs>